in the Bhagavad Gita, the most referenced yoga scripture, um, there is some advice given to seekers, those who want to seek the truth, those who want to know the truth, who want to learn uh, where happiness is, what the purpose of life is, who they are, etc. <coughs> in verse, in chapter 4, verse 34, Krishna states, Just try to learn the truth by approaching a spiritual master. Inquire from him submissively and render service unto him. The self-realized soul can impart knowledge unto you because he has seen the truth. So Krishna is not telling us to do something that is not possible to do. He's, he's telling us directly and very clearly and unambiguously to, if you want to know the truth, if you want to know, then you have to find someone who knows the truth, who's fixed in the truth. And then that person can then explain to you, teach you the truth. I recently had, um, I'd given a lecture at a retreat on the subject of uh, how the, the body is different from the self, how um, the self is uh, spiritual, but the body is material. And the body has nothing to do with who you are. It's just a suit of clothes that you're wearing. And um, a couple hours after this lecture, or maybe even less, I was having lunch with someone, and they uh, came to me, and well, they sat next to me, and, and she was very nice, very intelligent um, young lady, and, and she had, uh, somehow or other, we got to talking about my lecture, I can't remember how, but, um, so I asked her, because it was quite an in-depth uh, lecture, it was, um, you know, I was pointing out some of the flaws in the materialist scientist's point of view and, uh, you know, pointing out how, yeah, how the arguments were flawed. And um, she, 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 I asked her, so do you have any challenges, you know, to what I said? Is there any questions or challenges? And she said, no, I, I don't, um, I don't have any, Actually, she said, she said yes. She said yes, but what came out of her mouth is not a challenge to what I had said, but it was more the angle of I was the angle that I was coming from. She didn't like, um, and uh, so basically, what she said is that uh, more or less, she said she didn't like that I was coming from a, a level of knowing. She didn't think I was being very respectful to the scientists uh, that I was, whose arguments I was refuting. You see, so I was pointing out flaws in the arguments, and, she, and so basically she was saying that we're all seekers, and uh, no one can know the truth. That was her um, her main stance, you know. So I said to her, I said, no. We're not all seekers. There's three kinds of people 
There's the first kind of person is um, the one who is not looking for the truth. He's not a seeker. He doesn't care what the truth is. Um, this is quite this 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 type of person is um, much like an animal, where they just kind of they're happy just going around the world doing what they're told, um, accepting whatever anybody says as truth, and they uh, simply just. Uh, you know, go from one experience to the next, thinking, believing everything that they hear from, you know, the media or their teachers at school, and um, uh, the, you know, they're they're satisfied, in other words, with the materialistic way of life. They think that oh, death is. They have sayings like death is just another part of life. That um, I'll just be happy dying. You know, it's just natural. I'll, I'll just you know, it's no problem, I'm, and I'll just go into a deep sleep. And nothing will, you know, there's no problem. I'm satisfied, in other words, with um, what's on offer in this world. So they're not seeking anything. You see, they're not, they're, they're, they're satisfied with what they have. Um, so that's the, that's the one kind of person. And then you have the second kind of person who is actually a seeker. Someone who's actually looking for the truth. Someone who's, who's not satisfied with the status quo. Who's, who th they're wondering, um, there must be more to life. Or where is real happiness to be found? Who am I? What is, what is the purpose of life? You see, so this is a seeker. This is someone who's, who's looking for the truth, who's trying to find the truth. Um, and uh, so this is the second kind of person. And then Krishna is describing here the third kind of person is one who's found the truth. You see? They exist. Krishna is not telling you to, he's not saying here to do something that is impossible to do. There are people, there are spiritual masters, there are realized souls that, can, that have seen the truth, that are fixed in the truth, that know the truth. And because of that, they can tell you the truth. They can impart knowledge onto you. So, if you're truly a seeker, like she's saying, we're all seekers, right? If we're all seekers, if someone's a seeker, if she's a seeker, then she will have to believe that the third person can at least exist. She'll have to have this basic fundamental faith that the truth, in other words, is knowable, right? If I if I'm saying that the truth is unknowable, in, in, in essence that's what she's saying. She's saying we're all seekers, right? So, so she's saying that nobody can know the truth. Then if nobody can know the truth, what are you seeking for? You see? You're supposedly a seeker. You're supposedly looking for the truth. But then on the other hand, you say that no one can know. No one can know the truth. Then what are you doing? you're seeking is a charade, right? You guys understand what I'm saying? You know, like when I, when I lived in Hawaii, there was, uh, there were these, actually it was mostly people from Japan. They would, they would buy surfboards with no intention of surfing. What, they, they just buy surfboards because it's fashionable to be a surfer. It's cool to be a surfer. 
So they would buy boards. You can see they're not surfing because there's no wax on the board. The board is brand new. They don't even have a leash. They just carry the board under their arm to the beach and then plop it beside them on the beach. Uh, you know, to impress the people that think it's surfers are cool, right? They're trying to impress, you know, the girls who like surfers or whatever, right? So it, it's fashionable to be a seeker. You know, it's fashionable to, um, you know, philosophize and, and, you know, try to impress the girls that you're a seeker of the truth, right? But um, if you're if you don't even accept that the truth can be found, then you're just like a pretend surfer. You're a pretend seeker. Nobody seeks, nobody actively looks for something that they, they actually believe doesn't exist, right? If you're actively looking for something that you really believe doesn't exist, then your whole seeking is a charade, you see? Now, if someone appears to know what they're talking about, if someone appears to know the truth, it doesn't mean that they're just going to accept him blindly. I'm not trying to put that forth. But he'll at least, the person who's seeking will at least consider what's being said. You know, they won't just blindly reject whatever he's saying because he's speaking from a level of knowing. You see? The, the, the sincere seeker, a real seeker, will... Um, will consider, is what he's saying of value? And he will accept it or reject it based on its logic and its truth. You see, he won't just blindly reject anything because someone's speaking from a level of knowing. So, the second thing she said is no one can know. You see, that's her second. First her point was, we're all seekers. And her second point was, nobody can know the truth, right? Again, this is refuted by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita here. But, you know, she's thinking that I'm arrogant. You see, it's, a, it's an arrogant viewpoint to have that you know. It's kind of like, you know, when you, sometimes you play like some kind of ball game like tennis or uh, something, you know, when you're a kid and, and the ball goes over the fence and it goes into the bushes and, and you, you try to, f and then you have people that go, you know, you go look for the ball. Like you and your friends go look for the ball in the bushes, right? And... Um, sometimes like you can't find it like you have a bunch of guys looking for a ball and then one guy finds the ball and he says I got the ball right I found it I found what you guys are looking for it's right here he's not arrogant because he found the ball right he, j he's found, he found the ball and he's got the ball that doesn't make him arrogant it just makes it just he found the ball what are you going to do you know I found the ball. I really got it here. You guys can stop looking. It's right here. I got it, right? So, um, to say that somebody's arrogant because they found something is, is quite, you know, quite short-sighted. But the, the hypocrisy kind of hit me where, um, you know, she was saying that no one can know. So, I said to her, I said, how do you know no one can know? What what, like, in order for you to make a concrete statement like no one could know, that would mean you would have to know the minds and the hearts and the spiritual realization of everyone, right? Otherwise, how could you make such a statement that no one could know? You would have to know 
everything about everyone in order to make that statement, right? You see? So while calling somebody arrogant for uh, speaking from a level of knowing, they're placing themselves essentially on the level of God, of knowing the minds and the hearts and the spirit, spiritual realization of everyone. You see what I'm saying? Or they're thinking that because I don't know, because I don't know the truth, then um, no one can know. So she's, she's thinking, oh, well, I'm not, I don't know, you know who I am, where the, what the purpose of life is, um, where happiness, where real happiness is. So therefore, nobody can know, right? So, so her basis for that statement is no one can be more spiritually advanced than I am. No, nobody can be more intelligent than I am. Now, this is a level of arrogance. You see, this is the height of arrogance, is to consider that nobody could know more than you, right? Just because somebody found something doesn't make them arrogant, right? But if you place yourself on the level of the most intelligent, the most spiritual, spiritually realized person, um, or on the level of someone who knows the hearts and the minds and the spiritual realization of everybody, this is arrogance, you see? So, if you want to know, if, you want, if, if a person is a sincere seeker, then they will not have this attitude that um, nobody can know more than me. The, the, um, the basis, the fundamental um, attitude that a person needs to have is that there, there are people that know more than me. Now my business is to seek it and to try to find it. That's a real seeker. So we can see a real seeker that they have this humbleness about them, that they know that they don't know, you see? Whereas someone who's not really a seeker, who's someone who's not really, who's just, he's an apparent seeker, he says he's a seeker, uh, but he's really not, is someone who, as soon as somebody s says something from a level of knowing, he'll immediately reject it. If, if a person accepts um, the Bhagavad Gita, or he accepts the revealed scriptures, then he should believe what Krishna is saying here, that, that these people do exist, that there are spiritual masters, there are people who are realized, people who know who they are, people who know where they came from, what the purpose of life is, where real happiness is. These people actually exist. So, uh, if we want to follow Krishna's instruction to be happy, then we should seek out such people. So I'll just read that again. Just try to learn the truth by approaching a spiritual master. Inquire from him submissively and render service unto him. The self-realized soul can impart knowledge unto you because he has seen the truth. And I'll read on a little bit. Text 35. And when you have thus learned the truth, you will know that all beings, sorry, that all living beings are but part of me and that they are mine and are mine. And even if you are considered to be the most sinful of all sinners, when you are situated in the boat of transcendental knowledge, you will be able to cross over the ocean of miseries. Text 37. As a blazing fire turns wood to ashes, O Arjuna, so does the fire of knowledge burn to ashes all reactions of material act to material activities. Text 38. 
In this world, there is nothing so sublime and pure as transcendental knowledge. Such knowledge is the mature fruit of all mysticism. And one who has achieved this enjoys the self within his, himself in due course of time. A faithful man who is absorbed in transcendental knowledge and who subdues his senses quickly attains the supreme spiritual peace. But ignorant and faithless person, persons who doubt the revealed scriptures do not attain God consciousness. For the doubting soul there is happiness ne neither in this world nor in the next. Therefore, one who has renounced the fruits of his actions, whose doubts are destroyed by transcendental knowledge, and who is situated firmly in the self, is not bound by works, O conqueror of riches. Therefore, the doubts which have arisen in your heart out of ignorance should be slashed by the weapon of knowledge. Armed with yoga, O Bharata, stand and fight. So, the truth can be realized, the truth can be known, and we should never um, simply reject somebody because they um, are speaking from a level of knowing, because knowing is possible. Okay? Thank you very much.